This episode of Weed and Grub is brought to you by Ghost Vapes, next generation vaping. Whether you're a vaping newcomer or looking for an enhanced flavor experience, the Ghost MV1 represents the very latest design and technology in portable electronic vaporizers for both herbs and extracts. Follow them on Instagram at ghostvapesofficial or go to ghostvapes.com for more information. Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. How's it going, Mike? It's going so great. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. This is a podcast about weed. And grub. And food. And sex. And pop culture. And being on tour. Yeah, the end of the tour. It's the end of the road. It's the end of the tour as we know it. <laughs> Do you feel it's fine? The, I feel so tired that my brain is in a beanbag and my body... It, like it's in this chair but it's also on the floor yeah yeah, yeah. like you we could we're recording this both laying down next to yeah. each other <laughs> <laughs> i cannot believe i mean this month this fucking everything this night okay we're in las vegas yes last night of the tour yeah final night vegas is the way to end anything yeah it sounds like we're at a on a roller coaster or at a rock concert i'm not sure there's something going on outside blah blah <laughs> My mouth t- is going faster than my mind. I love that you're like, your brain is in a beanbag chair. <laughs> your body is laying on the floor. The tongue is definitely having a spa day. Oh my goodness. It was just getting a nice little Swedish massage and it just stopped working. <laughs> it was just like, I'm done. I'm done talking. I'm yeah. done yapping. I'm I'm done. No, I mean, okay, so here we are in Vegas. It's yeah. our last night doing this, Mike. Mm-hmm. It's our last night. Like, we fucking made it for a whole month on tour together. Uh, we haven't left each other's side except for when we've left each other's side. But we have been in cars, in rooms, on pods, in hotels, on the street. Planes. Planes. Trains. Trains. And, you, well, you got to say it. Automobiles? Yep. Who's yeah. John Candy and who's Steve Martin, though? Um, I think I'm Steve Martin. Oh, I'm definitely John Candy. <laughs> 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 to start out this pod, can we talk about how we pack? Because I feel like there's two specific types of packers out there. Okay. And who, how people live out of suitcases. Okay. And you are definitely John Candy, and I'm, I, I am definitely Steve Martin when it comes to suitcase etiquette. Do you think that you're neater than I am? Yes. You Really? I go into a suitcase where all of my clothes are rolled up to save room because I love economy and space. And uh-huh. then I reach in and I slide my socks out of the bottom of the suitcase so that I don't disturb the shirts. It is true that I have noticed that your suitcase game is more contained than mine is and that my suitcase does have a tendency to explode all over the room. <laughs> However, I would say that I also in like sort of like the hotel experience of like bed and stuff like I will be the one who will actually like hang a towel or make a bed oh you're right Mm -hmm. I live so it's my selfish it's my stuff that I care about and anything outside of my stuff I'm like wet and wild and willy-nilly I don't know it's really interesting because I yeah I definitely I mean I'm sorry about that my suitcase does explode every time I open it (laughs) like we'll have checkout for the room at like 11 Uh and it'll be 10 50 and you're like yeah I got it oh you straight up (laughs) said to me 
uh, I think it might have actually been this morning. You were like, can I just start putting stuff in this bag? And I was like, no, no, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a method to my madness. You do. And it's to put your bag down. It, it, it does explode. I'm trying to think of like... Like a confetti popper. Yeah. Like, yeah. You open your suitcase and it all just goes boing, 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 Yeah. Boing. And sometimes there's confetti in there. I mean, as of late, true. there have been confetti bubbles, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that is great when like we, we go through TSA and there's a singing potato costume yeah. in your suitcase uh-huh. and they check it and it's like, what is this? And it's like, I'm a singing potato. Yeah. Hi. I, I sing as a potato in Vegas, baby. <laughs> <laughs> The other day when we went through the uh, TSA security, uh, I had a ghost vape in my bag, and the TSA agent was very impressed. Very impressed. With the very beautiful vaporizer that I had. You know, no, I didn't have any cannabis in it. It was just like a totally, you know, empty vape, but um, it, it got flagged. Yep. Yep. And he looked at it, and he was, you know, and then he, like, my suitcase exploded all over him. He had to repack it right at the gate. I love that. You gave him a suitcase facial. Yep. Yeah. Hot. But it, I did hear him whisper under his breath because he pulled out the MV1. And he looks at it and he goes, nice. Yeah. He actually did a little bit of a double take. Like he looked at it and then he looked at me and he looked back at it. And then he, yeah, kind of said something under his breath. And he was like, this is a vape, right? And I was like, top of the line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's when everyone in TSA turned around. They go, woo. And yeah. just started applauding. Nice work. And then I walked away really slowly with music playing. It was mm-hmm. awesome. That was cool to follow you holding up my iPhone to play music. That felt really cool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Ooh, Ooh, okay, right? here we are. I mean, this is it. So I, uh, I don't even know. Like, we have so many episodes that we've recorded since we've been on the road for this month. Like, so many hot pods to drop. This tonight is just us for the first time in a little while. It feels really nice to reconnect with you. We've yeah. been doing a lot of great interviews. I also missed us a little bit. Yeah, I really did too. Like, it's really nice to just hang with you here in Vegas on a Friday night. <laughs> we're so lame. Is it lame to like be like, we are in Vegas, we're staying in a hotel downtown. Uh-huh. Ho- it's Friday fucking night, it's bustling, and we were like, let's move the table over and record an app. <laughs> I love it so much because we know that like, you gotta wrap it up properly. Yeah, bag it up, especially in Vegas. Yeah, you gotta put a bow on that shit. Oh, you're talking, I love that you talk about gifts and I'm like, condoms. Oh, we, well, both, it's all a present. Everything's great. I don't know what to say. I just got so uncomfortable. <laughs> well, we had, no, I do want to say that today, uh, our last interview that we did ended with holding a human heart. Yeah. And you turned to me and you were like, that's so fucking cool. Like the very last thing that we did on this tour was to actually hold a heart in our hands. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's about right. It felt right. I, I feel like both of us follow with our hearts quite a bit and lead with our hearts and to hold one in our hands and feel that kind of closure outside looking in, inside looking out. Real nice, my real nice. Oh, my tongue is in a Swedish massage. Oh, your tongue was just getting a little rolfing action there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just picturing like a tiny little masseuse just like standing on your tongue and just doing the like. Uh, uh, He's like punching the sweet taste buds, yeah, getting elbows in there and stuff. <laughs> He's like, he swings off my uvula and does a little backflip and cracks it like it's a spine. It's oh, like, huh, and my tongue goes. Rrrn. Yeah, like those 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 um, overhead bars that they'll hang on to sometimes when they'll like walk up and down your back at the Korean spa. Yeah. Oh, that's the shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, just to be clear, by the way, I just wanted to say to anyone who might be confused about the human heart part, it was a um, petrified human heart that we held at uh, Anastasia Sin's house. Yeah. It was very cool. And you might have been confused about what the fuck we were talking about. Yeah, because that's a pretty weird thing to say. Like, what, did you find a human heart in your bathtub in Vegas or no? No. Although. I mean, maybe I haven't checked the bathtub yet. I haven't either. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hold for. Heart. Okay, we're back. There's nothing in the bathtub. <laughs> 
what did you learn this tour, Mike? Like, I want to talk a little bit about what we both learned and like what we can take away from being on the road together for an entire month. You well, okay. So if you're just joining us, this tour that we just went on was from Alaska all the way down to LA, from LA all the way over to New York, from New York all the way back to LA, from LA driving to Vegas, where we are now, uh-huh. 35 days. Yeah. And a big part of going down the West Coast, Alaska to LA, was visiting every single legal state and province on the West Coast. Yeah. I did not want to go to fucking Victoria for 12 hours because I was like, it's Canada. I don't want to go there. So that that was very important to me, number one, because I'm Canadian, uh, to like touch to step into my homeland for even just an overnight on this tour was really important to me. And also I just felt like we would be um, not really fulfilling our promise to ourselves. Like, you know, we could skip that one day in Victoria, but there was something symbolic about it that I really felt like I needed. I just needed it. And I could tell that it was stressful for both of us to do. And it ended up being super stressful, but also really cool. But there was a moment when we got to Victoria when we were both tired and we sort of like, you know, schlepped all day and we got to the place that we were staying. And I can't even remember what happened, but you had said something where I was like, I just need to leave. I just need to walk out because if I'm here, I'm going to be mean. And it was something you said. Well, there I, was, I called a friend of yours boring. You did, but there was something earlier that you had said that had set that up for me to be really offended. And you said, it's Canada, who cares? Yeah. And I don't know if you remember saying that. I don't remember saying that. But I was like, we need to go for this one night. And you were like, it's Canada, who cares? And I was like, yo, I care so much. And I'm just not going to say anything about that right now because I know we're both tired. But then when we got to Victoria and you said that second thing about my friend being boring and I was like, okay. I'm going to walk out the door and I'm just going to walk around the block and I'm going to get a snack and I'm going to have a drink by myself and I'm going to chill the fuck out and it's totally fine. We have another two and a half weeks on the road together. Like, how are we going to get anything done unless we just like give each other cooling off periods? And that was such a good lesson for me to just walk away in that moment. And it wouldn't have been my choice. I don't know, even just a year or two ago. Was your instinct to clap back? Oh, so hard. My instinct was actually to burst into tears. Oh, that's yeah. a different kind of clap back. Wouldn't have been a clap it's a back. Cry back. It wouldn't have been a clap back or a cry back. It would have been like a ow, you hurt my feelings and I'm crying and I was like that would be such an imbalance right now because the second you've made you Mike have made me Mary Jane cry, I mean all bets are off. Then yeah. I'm crying because you were mean to me and now that's a whole new weird dynamic. And it I is like, a whole one. Yeah, and I knew you weren't trying to hurt my feelings. I think I was just like I know he's tired and this is the thing that he said because he's frustrated. You know, yeah. And I was like, I'm gonna just leave and not do that. And that was actually really. It felt like a really cool choice. Thank you for not crying because <laughs> that would have shifted the dynamic of our relationship heavy. Yeah, it really would have. Because then all I can do is either apologize and feel like I need to take care of this, mm-hmm. or just like watch you cry. Right, which is awful. It's awful. And also, my move when people leave. Oh, okay. All Should right. I tell a story on a pod? Please. Okay, so. Um, I was with this um, girl f- as in a relationship with this girl for three years, I think, something like that. And the last year was breakup year because the first two were like the first one was great. The second one was waning. The third one was breakup year. Uh-huh. And so in the middle of breakup year, we're pushing each other's buttons and we're just ripping each other's hair out verbally. And she stormed out. And so I said, OK, cool, because she expected me to chase her. So instead, I just turned off all the lights and went to bed and made sure I was asleep by the time she came back. If she came back, didn't care if she came back, just wanted to be in bed. Whoa. Statement sleeping. <laughs> 
that fucking sleep was making a statement. It was. Yeah, you're so right. Don't try to manipulate me with your storm out. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love the idea of statement sleeping. I mean, it's a move. It is. Oh, and but I do hear her, so I start snoring a little louder. Like, Ugh. oh, it's it's a deep sleep even. How infuriating. How infuriating for her. She must have just been completely, like, incandescent with rage. Yeah, because then it's like she either wakes you up and with, like, you know, hands slamming around. Yeah, slamming or, things, mm-hmm. hands around the neck, whatever it is. Oh, sure. Pillow over the face, wake up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, that kind of thing can incite people to... You, horrible fits of rage like I can remember times when like there was a time when I was in a big fight with a boyfriend at the time who was trying to teach me how to drive and I got out of the car at an intersection and like walked away because he had upset me so much and I expected him to come after me and like and of course he didn't he just like got in the driver's seat and like drove home yeah and um and then I remember like being so amped up by that and of course like I was super young and that whole relationship was like very, you know, tempestuous and everything anyway. And we were always pushing each other's buttons. But like my, it was like her walking out, expecting to trigger something in you of like you running after her. That was like my getting out of the car in this like very dramatic way and like stomping down the sidewalk. And he was just like, oh, okay, I'm just going to go home and like make myself a sandwich. And I was like, you what? (laughs) Statement sandwiches? Statement sandwiches. Yeah. (laughs) So like, I'm so glad that I have learned in, uh, through having very good people in my life, to be honest, like good people that I've been in great relationships with to show me like that's no way to behave especially with someone that you care about um and sometimes if you want to cry it's better to just like take it to the shower or for a walk around the block and maybe not sort of like just do it in front of someone and also there is a time to cry in front of people and totally be vulnerable and I would show you my tears I've cried in front of you before but I felt like in that moment I was like nope I'm just gonna go for a walk and I went for a walk it was the best choice of the tour honestly because that was the turning point right like you're halfway through something with somebody that could have been the moment that all the drama fucking starts and that changes everything and you storming away and giving both of us time to simmer made the rest of the tour as incredible as it was wait did you feel that I stormed away though no actually okay you left yeah Oh, I don't think I should have said storm because I don't believe that. Yeah, I, good, cool. I wanted to call you on that because I felt like I kind of actually was just like, you know what, I'm going to go for a walk. And I like put on my jacket and I didn't feel like I stormed out or anything. I just kind of like went for a walk and also um, Loki like ate a low dose edible and like it took a minute and was like, you know, just like breathe and let the nature's sort of like rhythm of the ocean that we're next to at the harbor kick in and the wind on my face and just like it's all okay and I knew on in that moment too that there were things that were upsetting me that weren't anything to do with with what was going on what if you would have gotten back and I was like standing somewhere but I heard you come in and I just started going Oh, I would have taken myself out for a great fucking dinner and had a great night by myself in Victoria. Oh, that would have eaten me alive. I and know. I would have loved it. Oh, yeah. You would have been like, oh, what? I missed. And instead, like, I came back and we, like, finished what we'd been working on and we went out for a great dinner. Crispy fucking duck wings. That was the crispy duck wings night. Whoa. Yeah. It was ramen and duck wings. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that low dose edible with those crispy duck wings. Uh huh. How was that? Shout out uh, the mint in Victoria. If you are ever in Victoria and you need, like, a late night bite, yeah, we had some, like, slurpy noodles and crispy duck wings and I can't remember something else and I had like some wine and I don't know I just felt great and like slept like a log that night and then we yeah like carried on with the tour and felt I felt really good I did really feel like that was a huge learning moment for me with our two temperaments because we're both a little hot and spicy can we talk about those duck wings for a second oh sure sorry okay (laughs) 
I didn't mean to divert away. Yes. What about him? I just, I'd never had a duck wing before. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we, we sucked a lot of wangs on this uh, tour. I'm always trying to suck a wing and there's, they're never good enough. They're not good enough. Nope. They're always fucking wrong spice, wrong sauce. It doesn't matter if you order Korean barbecue hot sauce Mm-mm. where like, you know, it's Frank's Red Hots with like butter melted in it or like some kind of honey glaze. They always are lackluster mm-hmm. and they're always the exact same. Yeah, they're never juicy enough. I'm always kind of mad about it. Right. And, and the- I always order them every fucking time. Because <laughs> you're searching for that perfect wing. I'm like, I want to murder a wing. I'm going to suck a wing tonight. And yeah. then, yeah. So those crispy duck ones. Yeah. One, dark dark meat. So delicious. Well, duck is dark. Oh, is it dark through and through? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I don't think duck has any light meat. Cool. I had no idea. Yeah. All right. Well. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're like the duck flies by with uh-huh. the rainbow behind uh-huh. it. <laughs> 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 yeah. I think that the reason I liked it so much was, one, it's bigger than a normal wing. Two, it was crispy as fuck, like double fried or something. Deep fried, like Deep so fried. flash fried, yeah. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. But also, I don't know, because I think of duck as like kind of a gamey meat that can be a little dry, not as juicy. And they were juicy as fuck. They were hella juicy, and they were served in like a sweet glaze that was, I don't know if it was... Like there was some sesame seeds sprinkled on there. I don't even know what the glaze was, but it was fucking delicious. I'm obviously it was hella. We're like, still we, talking. We're still about talking it. about the yeah. crispy duck. Whatever glaze. it was, that glaze was all over my mouth. At the mint in Vancouver, mm-hmm. Victoria, Victoria, BC. Yeah. See, so we went to Canada for a great reason to learn how to um, leave each other the fuck alone when we're feeling feisty and to learn about duck wings. Suck a wing. Suck a wing. Step away and suck a wing. Suck a wing. I also learned on this tour that I wish that your car was a Flintstone car because I definitely didn't exercise enough. And I think that if I was using my feet to pedal us down the road, I would have felt a lot healthier. I mean, there was like one day where we went hiking in the whole rainforest where we hiked for six hours and got super amounts of exercise it was so beautiful i felt so healthy and wonderful and i slept great that night after eating an elk burger and it was fucking incredible i think that's the only exercise we've or at least i've had in the past month yes yeah the whole rainforest was tight as fuck yeah it was tight (laughs) fucking trees how cool are trees elk are lit (laughs) oh trees are tight The sun is cool. Banana slugs are dope. <laughs> you scooped up. Okay, if you're listening out there and you know anyone like this, you're the only person I know like this, Mary Jane. You scooped up that banana slug like it was your goddamn baby and you pick it up every day. I was like, Wah! and oh. you were like, oh, let me see it. And you just scooped it up with your hands and I couldn't believe you did that. And then you held it and its face even came out like it trusted your palm. Oh. Unbelievable. Yeah, they. I, you know, I don't know. I like uh, picking up things that you can interact with. I don't pick everything up, obviously, because some things bite and staying but if you can pick it up you kind of should and like get to know the world around you I mean if you're at the beach and you flip over rocks at the you know low tide there's always going to be something under there that you can like interact with like little crabs or chitons or I don't know going down a whole like biology lesson path but yeah well that, you your whole family up. is biologists though my grandmother my dad and my sister all biologists yeah. yeah so that's how I grew up was just picking things up flipping over rocks flipping over logs looking in the bark and trees you find everything I mean the whole world around you is that's why I I need to get out into nature all the time it's like you know it's there's there's so much there and if you are surrounded by concrete all the time you just forget i always forget yeah yeah like when i think about nature i think about uh i think about weed i think about shrooms yeah mm, is it corny to say where i came from what do you mean 
I don't know. I'm such a city boy with soft hands and a uh, angry heart if anyone cuts me off. So to be in nature and kind of remember that we're all connected like that while not being on mushrooms was yeah. uh, was rewarding, I'll say. That's very cool. I really I really liked doing it with you. I hope that when we get back to L.A. that you'll still like come on adventures with me when I'm like, hey, you want to get out of town for the day and like go to the Channel Islands with me? Because in Southern California, we live in one of the most incredible, diverse, ecologically, geographically, the flora and fauna, all of it. It's an incredible place to live. And if you just get like an hour outside the city, you can see some of the most beautiful things. So I hope you'll come with me. How could you just pick up that sand mite? I oh the little kopi pod. Those are crazy. Wasn't it he amazing? Like, yeah, they looked like the the beach was covered in fleas. Yeah, they're well, people call them sand fleas. Oh, are they fleas? No, they're not. No, people call them sand fleas because they jump around like little fleas. But they're actually amphipods and kopi pods. My grandmother studied them. She was a biologist specializing in those little amphipods and kopi pods. And they're little invertebrates that live uh, in the beach sand and at the tide line. And they're incredible. And all sorts of creatures feed on them. And they're yeah, they're a huge part of the food chain. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's cool. They're amazing. Yeah, it looked like a little transparent shrimp. Yeah. In a way. They with, are, Without basically. the tail. Yep. Yeah. Super cool. How the fuck do you pick that shit up? You I can't do it. Pick it up, man. Smoke a joint and like go and flip over a log and look underneath it at all of the cool little creatures that live under any like semi-rotting or buried like log in the forest. It, it'll, hours. You can spend hours looking at that stuff. You Do you mind a grub? Love grubs. You you have a love grub. Or will, love for grubs. I have a love for, yeah, absolutely. They're so important. Thanks. Yeah. Because now I'm picturing me on our logo. Oh, you're the grub. That's right. Yeah, you're very important. Huge part of the ecosystem. My tongue is done with its massage and now oh. it's talking too much. It feels too fit. What um, else did we learn on the tour? I mean, I feel like we that, have so I learned many... that New York Amtrak needs to fucking take a hike with what? their machines. Why? With those New York Amtrak machines, when we were trying to put your zip code in. Oh, fuck. That was New Jersey Transit. Um, Take a hike, New Jersey. Yeah, I mean, I don't, maybe Amtrak is just as fucking bad. That was crazy, though, because, oh, my God, we were running to catch the train to the airport and had to buy tickets at the machine. And the train, I think, was leaving in, like, three minutes or something. Yeah. And, oh, my God, that was so fucked up because it was like, enter your zip code when I put in my credit card or whatever, and I needed to enter my zip code. But to enter the code, instead of using the keypad next to where you put your credit card in, you had to do this weird thing on the screen where the number that corresponded to, like, one did not correspond to one. It was like one was zero, and then two was four. So let's say your zip code is um, 90011. Yeah. So I had to punch in two, four, four, eight, three. <laughs> it was... With three minutes to spare it was and like, the train taking off and it's like, put in your zip code. And you're like, uh. Uh, uh, a fucking brain melt. I was like, no wonder everyone's like, New York is really hard. I'd forgotten how hard it is. Yeah, they thin the herd on zip codes. Yeah. If you can't handle putting in 100264 when your zip code is in 441124. Oh my God. You're done. It, I, wish, I wish I'd gotten a picture of it because it was like truly t i was like what who's where's the candid camera this has got to be some kind of crazy cosmic joke like what and i don't how who is fucking with me right now <laughs> like what's going on i need to go there's the train i need to get on it yeah it was crazy everybody was in on it yeah totally and the funniest part was watching all the New Jersey people just roll right up to the machine and out because they were all like six four two two one two two, and it was just like, oh, 
you get it and you hate it, but you do it and yeah. you know it. You know how it works. Oh, fuck. God. They don't want you in their state. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. If you ain't a New Yorker, then don't come to New York. Don't come to New York. They don't want you there. Mm-mm. You're going to be looking at tall buildings standing in the middle of the sidewalk pointing at shit and people have places to go. The fuck out of here. <laughs> the fuck out of here. The fuck out of here. We don't fucking need you. We don't need you. I learned that about you. I learned that if when you are in New York and it's time to go places, like you become a fucking New Yorker like you hadn't left. Oh, yeah. 13 yeah. years. Oof. In what way, though? What did I do? Get out of my way. Aggressive. You're sliding around people. You don't have time to like wait you're a crosswalk you don't what is it you don't wait for the crosswalk oh no you just walk oh yeah yeah why what what is that light what are you what is this i look you look both walking it's yeah i'm walking here (laughs) i'm walking here (laughs) i love it so much i miss it so much i want to like uh just be in new york way more than time than i get to spend there right now so we'll do a bunch of weed and grubs in new york i hope so i hope so yeah let's put it out there what else? Oh, I'll look. I wrote some bullshit. Oh, I fucking... You've got me going now. Oh. My tongue is back and my mind is sharp. Okay. Let's hear it. Anybody who wears a fucking bird on their shoulder is a bad person. Okay, now that guy was just ridiculous. That was fucking stupid. He was so... So we saw a guy in Forks, Washington, which is very... Um, fucking like in the middle of the olympic peninsula it's where twilight was set yeah if you want to get an idea of how they're still making twilight there if you go to the grocery store there is a sandwich that is roast beef cheddar and horseradish Uh on a big piece of white bread Uh and it's called the edward wedge (laughs) it's just so stupid like what does that even signify but it's so fun an edward wedge though (laughs) Edward Wedge. The Edward Wedge. Like to this day, because Twilight was filmed there, if you go to that grocery store and you want a roast beef sandwich, you have to order an Edward Wedge. It's, <laughs> it's just so crazy. That whole town was crazy. Like everything was strange there. Everything was just a little off. It's, you know, it, it rains a lot there. It's part, part of the reason I think why the author, um, Stephanie Myers, actually set Twilight. I don't know why I know this, but she said it there was because vampires can live in that um, climate because it's always overcast, basically. So they don't ever have to deal with sunlight. So it's like a weird, rainy part of the Olympic Peninsula, very rural, kind of little logging town. And um, we were like checking into our weird motel. And right ahead of us was this guy with a fucking parrot on his shoulder. And he just was so problematic. Yeah. He won. I mean, the parrot never, was his identity, first y- off. Yeah. And if you have a any kind of animal on you, yeah. that is your identity. When I lived in New York, there was a guy who walked around with a cat that sat on his head all the time. And he was famous for this, like, oh, have you seen the guy with the cat on his head? It's not famous. Yeah. He really was, actually. Oh, he really? was like, yeah, he was always like in, like, you oh, know, maybe I should get a fucking street beat on the turtle on my belt. Time. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, get a, get a weird pet, put it on your shoulder, make a thing out of it. Then it's your thing. Then you're that guy. That's you. This was the parrot guy. Fuck that dude. Yeah. yeah, you're right. That is your identity. And for him, it was a lot of, yeah, this guy on my shoulder. This crazy guy. Crazy guy loves to party. Yeah, and that then, was it. Tell him how much you party. Tell him you're crazy. And the parrot was just like totally silent. Yeah, no, dude. And she was like, <laughs> doing that like uncomfortable thing that you have to do whenever someone like unhinged is talking to you, but you're in customer service. So you're like, <laughs> well, he was trying to get a room without a pet fee because mm. he's like, it's not a pet. It's we're basically the same. Mm-hmm. And so and he's not going to do anything. And she's like, I've never had a fucking parrot in my hotel. 
in my life. If anything, I should charge you for another bed because I don't know where it sleeps. I don't know what's going to happen. Also, I don't dude, know. just leave the parrot in oh, your truck. <laughs> like, why are you aggressively checking in with your parrot? You're being aggressive about it. Leave the parrot in the truck, check into your room, and then take the parrot into the room with like a cloth, a towel over it. Or what. I sneak you're my s- dog into hotel rooms all the time. Oh, you're so right. He was arguing the pet fee because it was more important to him that everyone knew he had a fucking parrot on his shoulder. Yeah. Tell her you're crazy. Tell her you're crazy. Ah! And it was just like... Dude, nobody cares about your parrot. You're too much. You're too much. Also, do you think that bird feels like it's it's in a person zoo? Yeah. Right? Oh, that bird is totally just like, when do I get out of here? <laughs> How do I get out of here? I love that the bird uh, would not do anything to the room, but it will peck out his eyes one day just <laughs> and escape. And it'll like jump on the door and the door will... And slide down and open, and then it'll just like walk out. Oh, on its little parrot feet. On its little parrot feet. That's so creepy. That I I don't regret saying that. <laughs> I did not like him. I know. I didn't like him. Well, he was so aggressive with his parrot business. You know who else was aggressive who? in? Uh, oh, so this wasn't in Washington. This was in Oregon. But uh, after we saw some more amazing creatures. Oh wait, I'm so sorry. Oh wait, I'm what? I'm so sorry to interrupt. What? But I also need to call out that my joke fell flat with the uh, customer service person after the parrot guy left. What joke did you make? When I was like, "Hey, uh, I hope it's not a problem, but we have a puma in our back seat." Oh shit! And she just goes, "Uh huh." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, we are not playing. All of us are tired." Okay. Yeah. She's like, "Get the fu- the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> yeah, a little taste of New York in Twilight. <laughs> Forks. Forks. Forks Motel. Oh, man. Anyway, I just want to call her out and say thank you for not laughing at that. It did not need to be said. Yeah. I definitely was my own kind of like precocious annoyingness. Yeah. You were definitely Steve Martining that moment. (laughs) You were definitely Steve Martin. (laughs) Like trying to charm her by cracking a joke. And she was just, yeah, she was not having it. It was very cool. Yeah. If I had cracked a joke, she probably would have laughed. What would you have said? I'm John Candy. Oh. Oh, I don't know. I would have told her she looked nice or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then she would have said thank you. No, I don't know what John Candy would have done in that situation. He probably and I definitely am never going to tell people that they look nice. That's so condescending and terrible. Well, you look nice. What am I What am I doing? <laughs> you You just put your card on the table and you go, smile. Yeah. No, I, no disingenuous compliments here. You know what you would have done? I, if you were John Candy, I feel like you would have been eating some peanut M&Ms and you would have gone to offer her one and then the whole bag would have exploded. Oh. And then we all would have like been like, fuck, we got to pick those up. But also, that was pretty funny. But it would be charming and we'd all laugh together. Yeah. Or the... Or or the move should have been, I I would have said a, a different animal. Like, we have a banana slug in the car. Oh, and then you have a tiny pet? Just a little banana That's slug? That's way funnier than a puma. A small, that would be the, the maybe an alternative version of the joke that she could have laughed at. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. and you put like a tiny snail on the, uh-huh. on the desk and you're like, is this going to be a problem? This is my service snail. <laughs> <laughs> my service slug. <laughs> And I do have two buttons on my jean jacket that I'm pretty sure I was wearing that day. One is a slug and it says feeling sluggish. And then I also have a banana slug pin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that, she would have bought that. She'd be like, oh, she's a slug fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Surface slug. <laughs> the slowest, slimiest, smallest animal. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I like that so much. Yeah. I like a service slug a great deal. 
Magicalbutter.com. That's so nice. I just wrote a jingle for him. Yeah, it's great. I really like it. You like it? Yeah. It took me a minute to find what note to sing. And uh-huh. once I found it, I really just leaned in. I feel like I knocked it out of the park first take. I'm really impressed. Thanks. <laughs> well, thanks for recording this in the shower with me where I get all my singing done. Yeah, and you smell good too. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to, I, I don't know. They're just fun. I really like Magical Butter. I like the ghee. I like the infusion machine. And I also like the vibe of everyone who works there. They're such a fun follow on Instagram and their recipes are great and everything that they do just lights my heart up. I love Magical Butter so much. And um, yeah, I'm just so happy like that we know them. We know them. Real talk, if you go and follow people like Chris, Garen, on Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, follow Magical Butter, they're giving back to the community right now all over the world while also wearing fun, brightly colored suits and smearing themselves with their new Magical Butter ghee. Like every step of the way, they're having a ball while giving back and that's what I'm all about. Yeah, and they collaborate with really interesting chefs and people to like come up with new products and ideas to just keep everything light and fun and I don't know, really pay homage to like the great fun communal parts of, of enjoying the plant together. It's what got me into the game in the first place. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if you you want to explore magical butter i say go to at magical butter on instagram or go to their website magicalbutter.com and when you buy anything at all use promo code weed and grub for 20 percent off go to magicalbutter.com and enter the discount code weed and grub at checkout for 20 percent off and you know they're just great people you're gonna enjoy your your time over there magicalbutter.com me me us oh okay and what was the other oh i just wanted to call it the other fucking weird aggressive situation so we went to the sea lion caves saw 200 sea lions barking and rolling around in the surf fucking amazing on the coast of oregon and then we went for breakfast and we ended up at this place called the gingerbread something somewhere near wherever that is in coastal Oregon, near Florence, I guess. Yes. And was so excited to order, you know, some kielbasa sausage with some scrambled eggs. But the server... She was going to murder you. She was straight up going to stuff us and put us, like, on the wall in her house. I do not think that we're passing judgment when we say I was uncomfortable. Whoever she was, she had the strangest braids. They were, like, super long, like, Hildegard braids on either side of her head. But then she had them looped like a lunatic. I've like a ne- noose. Yeah, like, like two nooses. nooses hanging down next to her ears. And... Once we had ordered, she slammed down these two dusty old cracked binding books with old like 1906 to 1922 photographs and was like, you'll want to look at these. These are my family. And we kind of like had to page awkwardly through these pictures of like people posing on old cars with orphaned bear cubs and shit. It was insane. It was terrifying. Other people are reading the newspaper. It's early in the morning doing the crossword having having food with their significant other and we are having to f- go through old photos of people we do not know no who have been dead a very long time they're all very dead not related to us not any reason that we should have to know about them i do i mean on some level i did find it kind of interesting but no. her energy was so i, I actually did i find it kind of i don't want to see Dead people I don't know before I eat a breakfast sandwich. Well, I didn't mind the dead people I didn't know. I just didn't like her insistence that we had to look at them. Like, I would page through those by myself and be kind of, like, low-key fascinated about, like, who were these people and what were their lives? But Also, the excuse, if you call anything tradition 
And you're like, that is such a forceful way to make me feel like I have to do you that must. thing. That's you what must. she said. It was a tradition yeah. for everyone to look at her old family photos. Anyone who comes in here for the first time has to look at my dead family. And then she talked about breastfeeding. Oh, yeah. And it was so weird because she was really tall and she had these very prominent breasts. And when she stood at hip level while she was refilling coffee, it was like very breast-tastic. And she was talking about breastfeeding. Her ch- and I was just like, oh my God, this is so weird. I feel like we're going to get turned into lawn ornaments. We got to go. Yeah. I was straight up nervous because I was like, ooh, we're going to eat these eggs. And then everything like four miles down the road, yeah. everything's going to like turn sleepy. Oh. And we're just gonna slowly ride off and then she's gonna drive up behind our car while it's stalled on the side of the road and we're sleeping and then we wake up and become fo- become photos no ourselves. i wake up and you're already fucking stuffed yo shit yo and i'm like shackled to a wall and maybe i'm next or maybe then i'm just like the person who makes the kielbasa in the back or whatever the fuck but it was creepy as fuck and i just got chills when you said all that yeah Ooh, i would be the stuffed one i'd, yeah. be, I'd be the example yeah you would be the footstool yeah mm-hmm Ooh, you think I do? I'm only a footstool? Yeah, maybe. A li- I don't know. Yeah. Why not a love seat? Oh. You don't think I have the physique for to be a love seat? You're not big enough for a love seat. You don't think? Wow. Maybe a lazy boy. Oh, shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go there. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> I want to know before we wrap because we're gonna wrap and actually get out of this fucking hotel room what favorite weed and favorite fruit of this trip for you favorite weed favorite food mm-hmm. hmm favorite weed wow this is a really good question i feel like i know what your favorite weed's gonna be and i don't want to say it mm. um my favorite weed i know what it is oh what what was the name of the alaskan grow uh great land ganja great land ganja when we went to Great Langanja and they did those tea leaf blunts. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was so good. Yeah. And I normally, I'm normally like, I do like a good blunt, but I've never smoked a tea leaf one. And there's something very subtle, unique, and sophisticated while still a great high that I really enjoyed about smoking something out of, that's rolled in a tea leaf. I don't like blunts at all. I never have because of that sort of like the slightly bitter tobacco-y taste that you get at the end. I just find it overpowering, but these were, they were almost chocolatey. Yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. definitely something I would smoke a lot of. Nice. hundred percent. And what was the other one? Uh, favorite food. Favorite food. Holy shit. There's so many good bites on this trip. God, we did an elk burger. We've been eating nothing but pizza. What's my favorite food on this trip? I don't know. What's changed my life? I don't know. I Do really you want to come? Should I come back to you? Yeah, maybe. I'm trying to think of all the places we've gone and the, all the things that we've had. Mm. I know it. Yeah, what oh, is it? Shit. Oh my fucking god. What is it? Talking about dark meat from uh, from another bird. That goddamn chicken thigh sandwich I had in Astoria. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Like, what do you always say about a sandwich that you like? Oh, I like them sloppy or wet. Yeah. Yeah, wet sandwich. Love a wet sandwich. Mm -hmm. This was the perfect type of wet. That bun was perfectly toasted. The iceberg lettuce was shredded really well, and it was mixed in with this homemade, almost Thousand Island-y kind of thing. But it wasn't thick. It had a little runniness to that Thousand Island, so it really sopped into the bun. And it was a perfectly char-grilled, seasoned, marinated chicken thigh fuck off with pineapple right yeah with and they t- and they they um 
they they treated the pineapple like they they it wasn't just a fucking ring of pineapple or some dumbass cubes it was grilled pineapple so it had that charred sweet flavor to it mm. fuck that was a good sandwich fuck yes yo that's a top five sandwich for me all mm-hmm. time that's a goddamn top five but i would yes. have that every single day i gotta remember the name of that restaurant and i'm not ever gonna be able to oh it's the um front or oh george street brewery i can't remember but it's right uh, like in the center of astoria really near sweet relief which was that awesome dispensary we went to yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Ooh, what a great sandwich what a mm, okay i think it was called a huli huli sandwich yes yes i was too busy you know eating it in six bites to remember much more yeah it was i i had one small bite and i was envious of it and their clam chowder i never get a soup i don't really fuck with soups i thought you didn't think chowder was soup Oh, I forgot I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for another day. Yeah. Um, but that it was like a spicy clam chowder with huge hunks of real seafood because we're right there on the coast. And it was a little bit spicy, a little bit sweet. Like sherry is such a good compliment to something spicy. Mm. Oh, so fucking good. Sorry you had to see it in my mustache. I couldn't help it. I was <laughs> licking the bowl. Fuck yes. It was so good. What's your What's your favorite strain and bite? Uh, strain. I think you knew that I was going to say this is blueberry from Dutch Valley Farms. Hell yes. Like just so delicious. And we got to taste it using the ghost MV1, which was like the perfect way to do it because that, um, vape uses convection, which is just hot air. So you get all of the terpene profile and it doesn't combust it at all. And it just tasted so great. And especially like after you've toured the grow and you've seen how it's grown and you've spoken to the growers and you know, the love that's going into that plant. Like it's just so fun to smoke when you really know where it's come from. So it smells like blueberry. It tastes like heaven. It's crazy how much it smells like blueberry. Like I'm always really proud of myself when I can identify a strain a little bit from the nose and you're like, Oh, that smells like it's a cheese strain. And then you're like, Oh yeah, it's a, you know, there's cheese in the name or whatever i never really know more than like the very basic kind of like piney lemony all those things because i don't i just don't have the palate for it but that blueberry like it smells like blueberry pancakes yeah and it's the highest grade yeah Yeah. it's so good when you hit the ghost is it is it like you were uh, i'm trying to like because it's a vaporizer but it it also like it's a, you're putting it in that little pack, right? So there's a the the ghost the MV1 is this sort of like really beautiful, very elegant um, kind of like uh, I don't know cutting edge vaporizer that's like also really sturdy. Like we took it into the home, stood next to a waterfall, and it like got all sorts of rain droplets on it and was it you know vaping perfectly. Didn't yeah, it didn't affect the temp at all. It was so perfect, and you can control the temperature. Um, and it, because it's convection versus conduction, it just means that hot air is heating your flower perfectly. So you get all of the taste without any of the combustion, which is, is that what cl- you're asking? You mean? Yeah. Well, it's just like, I, I am not great at cleaning my bong, you know what I right. mean? And so to taste something that purely and not be used to it was kind of mind bending a little bit. Well, one of the I didn't expect it. things too about the ghost is that all of the little parts that you are actually using to taste the weed all pop out. So the little p- compartment that you put your flower in pops right out and you can clean it really well. And it actually, it comes with a, I can't remember what it's called, but the crucible, I think is what it's called. Where you can like 
put five of them in a little charger and bring it with you and so you can actually have like a bunch of different strains in your pocket to hit yes it's it, very cool and it's also super efficient the most like you can get the most out of your flower by vaping at that temperature you'll get the most bang for your buck it's awesome it Love is it. awesome i i like that thing where you can have like five little pods loaded and ready yeah because then you can mix and match you can like have a sativa you can have your favorite creative one you can have an indica yeah like you you can really have your um your regimen yeah and you can take it to it yeah you can take it to a dinner party and like have all the different strains for like before dinner and during dinner and after dinner or you know for your day Uh, would you do a tasting like once you once you um once we have a kitchen at the ready for Uh your when we have your new kitchen yeah would you do a tasting party we could use the mv1 and you could have like each pod correspond with a part of the meal oh yeah because then you get the turp profile and you get a delicious food profile yep Let's do it. That is so fun. That's a great idea. I can't okay. wait to do that when we get back to LA. We'll get some really beautiful flour from like a bunch of different places and then sort of compare and contrast as we eat a great meal. That sounds amazing. Cool. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. What? This is what it's all about. Oh my God. I'm so excited to like get back to LA and get my new kitchen and my new house set up so we can do all this kind of stuff. Yeah. This is the reason I'm ready to get off the road. Yeah. I actually love the road so much. I, I don't really like being home. I like feeling like a bit of a nomad who belongs everywhere but doesn't belong anywhere and nobody knows you but sometimes people know you. Yeah. I love feeling like a ghost. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I like uh, being at home with my animals a lot. That's the one thing I miss about uh, LA right now is Bobo the cat and Archie the dog being in residence and coming home to the fur fam. Like I miss them like viscerally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to go see them and snuggle. Oh, Mary Jane. <laughs> what a fucking ending. Oh, well, wait, I wanted to say my favorite food of the whole trip. Oh my gosh, I am so sorry. No, I just needed to shout it out. It was a dish that our friend Keo made for us from that. Um, well, I don't know if she made it for us, but she had made it and we got to eat it. It was from the cookbook Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. And it was the chicken au vinaigre. And mother of God, like it changed my life. I don't know if I want to cook chicken any other way for a while. Everything about that dish for me from the meat falling off the bone to the rice sopping up the sauce to her adding her own little twists to the actual recipe yeah fuck yeah have a home-cooked meal like that it i have to admit and uh q if you're hearing this please don't be offended but there were a couple of times where i excused myself to go out to the kitchen and i had a couple spoonfuls just of the sauce i did loki we heard it was so good oh you heard (laughs) heard (laughs) (laughs) i was like I just need to taste it one more time. It was so, so good. There was that moment when you walked, when you left the kitchen, I went in to fill my wine glass and you had forgotten the straw oh. still in the dish. <laughs> my final straw. Your final straw still in the chicken liquid. I also, on, on the delicious note, I do have to shout out the other delicious weed thing that I discovered uh, in this past month, which is the um, those chocolate-covered blueberries that we got on 420 from Defonce, which is my favorite new edible in California, that whole line of um, edibles. They're just so delicious. They're making, like, really beautiful high-end chocolate. And I got uh, some blueberry, chocolate-covered blueberries, and they're a milligram each. Oh, really? Yeah, so you can just pop them like they're nothing. Like, I had a handful and was, like, awesome. I always want more of the chocolate than I actually want of the, because I'm a low doser. So having a milligram each in the edibles, you can, like, eat, you know, 20 of them and you're Perfect. That sounds great. Yeah. I do love, I do not like when an edible, if you want to low dose, it's very unsatisfying to eat because it's such a small amount. Uh huh. 
But with something like that, oh, you're you're eating it like goddamn trail mix. Yeah, it was really perfect. And I definitely will be taking handfuls of that and mixing it in with some other stuff for my trail mix, which is your tip that I learned from you. I love that tip. You yeah. just, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I wrote that article for High Times. Yeah. Where it was like, you know, active ways to be a quote unquote stoner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Throw some edibles in your trail mix. Yeah, a little bit of chocolate goes a long way. And I, I want to say, as we wrap this up, it's been really cool to write about this trip for Weed Maps. For anyone who wants to check out like more about our time in Alaska and more about the wrap-up of our time here in Vegas, we've got a couple of pieces up on Weed Maps. Um, yeah, written like while on the road. And a shitload of interviews coming up with fascinating, cool people. Yeah, so many incredible growers extract experts, activists, artists, artists, people in the game and people doing cool shit from Alaska to California and beyond. There are. And I'm also really excited to get back to LA to our awesome people that we know there. I got to shout out Lauren Hurt uh, right now because she's been sending us images of the beautiful photographs that she took for us uh, of us uh, last year of the like Dutch masters inspired uh photos that were like of us with a table full of bounty and she's printing them up and selling limited edition prints of them right now so if you go to at lauren her photo on instagram uh you can see them and i think probably just dm her or get the contact information from there but she's such an incredible artist and such a true friend and she's done so much just for me as a person in the world like moving to la and meeting her she really has like changed my life so much for the better so Check out those pics, man. Fuck yeah. It she was made us cool. look so good. She made us look so good. Yeah. I look like out of shape Wolverine right now, and she made me look awesome. <laughs> it, yeah. It, it's cool to be a part of that. It feels really cool to be a part of it. It's so, so incredible. So yeah, check it out. I, if you buy her work now, in 20 years, you'll be like, yeah, I was in on it from the beginning because yeah. she's now worldwide famous. Yeah. Oh, I have a hurt. Yep. Oh, is that a hurt? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So good. Uh, wrapping up. Yep. Do you want to hit the Vegas town one last time? Oh my God, I kind of do. Is that crazy? I don't think it is. I think we've gone so hard. So what's one more hard? I mean, I, yeah, I got to walk outside and like breathe that weird hot air in the Vegas desert on a Friday night and like wander down the Fremont Street experience and see some wild times, I guess. With you. Let's do it. Everybody listening, we couldn't do this without you. So thank you for fucking with us heavy. Thank you so much. Also, thank you to everyone who, along the way on this tour, housed us, fed us. Shout out to, I think, Oregon, where you're not allowed to pump your own gas. Uh Thanks to everyone coming outside in the rain to pump our gas. (laughs) That was insane. Thank you for that. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you for everyone who smoked us out. Thank you to everyone who, like, yeah, came to shows and just, like... All, yeah, everything. I'm, I have no words. The Swedish masseuse is back on my tongue. Yeah, our tongues are. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> oh, so much more coming up. Uh, if you want to like and subscribe and leave a review, it goes such a long way and it's such an easy thing to do. Write a little delicious review about us, for us, DM us. We answer everything because mm-hmm. we like talking to everybody. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing what we do. Yeah. Tell a fucking bud. Tell a bud. Right. Make some edibles, hang out with a friend, listen to us yap. I don't know. Sounds good. Have us in your kitchen. Yeah, I'd like to come over to anyone's kitchen. Uh, yeah, anytime. Yeah. Um, is that it, Mike? Yeah, I wanted to end on some big whoa moment, but my oh. my tongue and brain are just not working on it. I really wanted to like end on a laugh, but this might be it. Um <laughs> What do we what do we have? Uh hmm. 
And then that's when the song plays. 